Let's get things started! Gundam Fight all set! Ready? Go! The year is 2022 of Anno Domini. It has been over 40 years since the original Mobile Suit Gundam anime was released to sell shitty die-cast toys. A new home for showrunner Yoshiyuki Tomino, where child soldier characters are born and raised, and die. Nine months ago, Jane made the mistake of buying a model kit based on this classic series. Initial estimates project that since then she may have lost over half her money buying cool plastic robot toys, based on the surprisingly grim children's cartoon that advertises it. She was horrified by the actually sometimes pretty interesting commentary on how war is hell that is in the baby anime made to advertise model kits to weirdos like her. Now she has to actually organise her thoughts on four decades of anime, and talk to Roma about it for an hour, to excise some of the horrible brain worms she now has. To the hyperfixation where my friends come onto my show and tell me about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes so I can acquire an approximate knowledge of many things. I use the they and them pronouns, and today I am joined by Jane. Hi, I'm Jane. I use she and her pronouns. Hello. Thank you for coming on my show today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I, uh, (laughs) there's, I believe your show that you and Jacqueline are on came out around the same like a little bit before my show got a uh, shot to the moon or sh- shoot the moon hashtag does am i making words right i think that's i think that's the thing that they were saying at the time yes um and so that's the unwise girls right yeah yeah we i think we joined the network around the same time as uh, hyperfixation did heck yeah do you want to tell talk about your show really really quick for for real hot second yeah definitely <laughs> uh Unwise Girls is a podcast that I do with my good friend Jacqueline, who was previously on this show to talk about Umineko, uh, where we just read a few chapters of the Rick Ryden and Percy Jackson books every week and kind of talk about them, analyze them, dunk on them if they're stupid, that kind of thing. That's beautiful. <laughs> I Being on Moonshot's been an honor, and it's connected me with a lot of cool people like you and Jacqueline and the other people who are from the moonshot network and their friends coming onto this show and um what do you call it and the things that we're all into is just incredibly cool and it makes my brain like scream and get new fun brain worms (laughs) um and so today's brain worm that you're giving me is of the big fun shooty robot types correct yeah (laughs) Gundams. Yeah, the, the brain one that I would like to deliver you, to you today is um, Gundam and or Gunpla. Gunpla. 
Okay, what is Gunpla specifically? I, I've heard it, but I'm not quite sure what it is. So Gunpla is short for a Gundam plastic model. Okay. So it's literally just Gundam is like the the IP trademark registered, uh, the... and then Gunpla is the uh, plastic robot toys that they make out of it. Heck yeah. Um, so when when did you initially what what brought your your brain into the Gundam and Gunpla world initially? Uh, so this is almost entirely the fall of my very good friend Erica, <laughs> who for several years had been telling me that like that I would be really into Gundam because I I spent a, a good amount of time whining about how there's you know there's a very limited amount of like relatively grounded military sci-fi on tv mm -hmm. like for the past few years it's basically been like the expanse and that's it yeah and she kept saying oh you should watch you should watch uh gundam a lot of that is very similar to that kind of style of television uh so i did and it was it was kind of okay uh and then i bought some of the toys because i was like oh these are kind of cool and i recognize them from the show now and then there was this kind of like red haze uh, mm -hmm. And I woke up in a pile of uh, used-up plastic sprues with no money. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I understand that completely. <laughs> I started One Piece last November, and, like like 2021, and mm -hmm. now it is uh, December 2022, and I'm almost caught up, and I've got a, my own pile of one piece related merchandise that somehow <laughs> arrived in my life and i have five dollars to my name <laughs> yeah no that's that's really how it be it'd be good um so you 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 arrived into the gundams but which one um wh what are you into now specifically with gundams because there's a lot of varieties there's a lot of different seasons there's a lot of different timelines but is there a specific like season of the show that um excites you the most Yes, absolutely. So, like the, the the one that I started out with was watching um, the original nineteen seventy nine Mobile Suit Gundam with my friend Erica, mm -hmm. uh, and the, the the thing that we're still doing is watching the entire timeline that that spawned off, like which is called the Universal Century, mm -hmm. which is like forty years of anime and OVAs and spinoffs and shit. Oh my gosh! But then I, when I was on Netflix one day, I uh, scrolled over to one of the more recent spin-off ones, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I, I can watch, I can watch this because it's not in that timeline. I don't need to watch it with Erica." Uh, and uh, like three days later, I had uh, finished Mobile Suit Gundam: I Am Blooded Orphans, and I was an emotional <laughs> wreck. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um. <laughs> I remember you saying earlier that it's like, ah, oh, yes, this very war-riddled, violent show for children, or that was made for children. And my, there's like echoes from a couple episodes ago with the Animorphs that I'm hearing in my mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, yes, for kids. <laughs> I've heard nothing but fucked up stuff about the Animorphs. You know, I didn't think anything of it and in my 26 years of life until Jakey was like, <laughs> no, but for real. <laughs> um... And so I'm excited to experience that with you again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that timer out. While I'm getting that timer out, um, let's see. Do I have any more questions for you? Hmm. No, I think I'm satisfied. If I have any more questions, I will yell them at you. 
Politely, yeah. of course. <laughs> you get that timer. I had, I have two phones. One for one that has cell service <laughs> and one that's a timer. <laughs> just just for the timer? Yeah, it's my old <laughs> my old Android phone. Oh, um, I see. But the timer on it is better. Honestly. Yeah, no, I remember I remember I had iOS a couple of years ago and the timer was shit along with everything else. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I think the only reason I swapped over was because of the iCloud for my art, but that's not here nor there. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> so I've got the timer. Are you prepared to yell at me about Gundam? I, I am prepared. Beautiful. Timer's going in three, two, one. Okay. So in terms in terms of like how much Gundam I have consumed since uh like earlier this year when I got dragged into it. And then it gave me brainworms. Brainworms. Like I've watched, I think, in full, uh, four different series, which are 0079, which I've already kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the big one, and the one that is like my favorite, even after watching a few more, is Iron Blooded Orphans, which is a cool name. <laughs> it's a very cool name. It's about um, the 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 very basic plot is that um, it's about a gang of uh, child soldiers working for a PMC on Mars, and they eventually get put in a situation where they, they mutiny and they overthrow the people who are running the PMC, and the rest of the series is about them trying to like keep ahead of the feds and keep mm. their heads above the water while oh hitting people with giant robots. The poor children. <laughs> the, the poor children. It's, it's so interesting because I'm Blooded Orphans is kind of like... Gun- Gundam has always had like child protagonists who get like drafted into like doing war, mm-hmm. and that's kind of part of the horror of it. And I'm yeah. Blooded Orphans is like, what if the kids were really fucked up and wanted to do war? Actually, you know, um, <laughs> in one of the books I'm reading right now, li- literally the kids just like, why won't you take me to war with you? And Dad's <laughs> like, I don't even want to go. Like you, <laughs> you gotta stay home. And it's like I I can see where they don't maybe they don't completely comprehend why that's not the shout but still is like as an adult knowing hey like the thing you're actively trying to go towards is horrifying oh absolutely it's also it's got some very interesting thematic stuff going on in the background that's like kind of divorced from the rest of gundam as a concept Mm -hmm. like the one of the like cool edgy things about the series is that all of the uh the gundam mobile suits are like named after demons in the Osgoatia. The Osgoatia? What is that? It's uh like uh, a weird occult text from I think the 1700s, which was just like people basically writing uh, Bible hell fanfic. Okay, I that's a really <laughs> a wonderful way to describe it, and I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the Osgoatia has like this list of 72 demons, and so in Iron Blooded Orphans, there's 72 different Gundams, and they're all named after a demon. Okay, okay, okay. And one of the interesting things about the show is that, like, as it goes on, the main Gundam, Barbatos, um, becomes, like, more and more monstrous and horrifying and demonic. But it's not paired with, like, the characters becoming more corrupted and less sympathetic. It kind of, it's representative of them kind of rejecting the kind of hypocritical moral standards of like the powerful people in their world Mm -hmm. 
uh, and like embracing like no the, the demon within is actually pretty cool and pretty powerful and we could use it to affect positive change all right which is just i like that i think that's cool yeah <laughs> i take that the stuff i want to talk about with iron blooded orphans but it's kind of spoilery um you know what i did on a previous episode like uh i did an episode on chainsaw man yeah and i t- talked about all the non uh, as not spoilery as i could and then put a timestamp of like okay everything between here and here is the danger zone um so we could do that if you want or if Ooh, you that, just want to say be- hey this is spoilers deal with it that's up to you this is this is spoilers in the broad sense but i won't i won't say anything specific about what happens to characters or anything okay that sounds seems fair to me yeah so basically the the back third of the show is um the characters throwing their weight behind like a failed coup whoa <laughs> yeah and it's the way the show presents it is really interesting because the the coup fails not for like the, the way it fails is almost like the um the protections of being the protagonist of the story is withdrawn from the characters like all of a sudden uh they start getting killed by like seemingly arbitrary bullshit circumstances that shouldn't really affect like the main characters in a story or mm-hmm. like you know the story will build and build and build to like a decisive moment where they take a big risk that should have a huge payoff uh but it turns out that there is no payoff and they fucked up and they're all that something terrible is going to happen to them now the babies <laughs> no <laughs> and what i find really interesting about it is that it's like it i, I want to be sympathetic and read it as like a commentary on the way that um mainstream media talks about like revolutions and like attempts at like systemic reform yeah but like the the the, the way the show is written as the, like this huge anime property from a, a massive company like bandai can't it doesn't have the flexibility to endorse those kinds of politics. So what it and so what it instead does is it like it keeps that sympathetic lens on them, mm-hmm. while also doing the like oh they're kind of getting treated like the bad guys of the story now they don't have their plot armor anymore. Oh, so it kind of so it kind of feels like it's drawing attention to the way that like mainstream art can't really endorse that kind of structural change. That is something that I probably should be thinking about more often, but I did not consider. <laughs> like, I think about that in, like, terms of, uh, like, you've got queer-coded characters, but they can't outright say, you mm-hmm. know, because of the, the, the network or whatever. But I didn't think about that with anime of, like, oh, that that expands a lot farther than just, like, LGBT. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> Although Ooh. I will note, that is one of the kind of cool things about Iron Blooded Orphans. It does have uh, explicitly queer characters in it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Just something Look that I'll put go. on the table about that show that I like. I love to hear it. <laughs> it's also just like, I guess this is something that we'll have to go in like the reference channel, because uh, I'm going to send you a little clip. Of, there's Ooh. only like 20 seconds long. I'm coming. I'm, he- I'm heading for it. Uh, but it's just like, the direction in Iron Blooded Orphans is fucking spectacular, like the best out of any Gundam series that I've seen. Mm-hmm. In terms of just communicating the weight and the size and the power of the robots. So like this is a this is a long ass clip, but you only need to watch like the first 20 seconds of it to get the sense of it. Oh, that animation. 
Oh, that's good. Ah! Like the the foot sinking into the ground, the the like long shots of it moving. Even though you get the sense that it's moving fast, but it's a lot of shit moving fast. Mm-hmm. And when the mace like fucking hits that other mobile suit, it doesn't like just explode or fall apart. It gets like smashed, and you can see all the like grisly mechanical insides of it. Yeah. Oh, that's just, beautiful. That's the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. And like I got I got so many chills watching that. I I mean I only saw the the 20 seconds of it and I went ah <laughs> as a I'm an animation nerd. Like I wish I could animate as something that like I'm low-key trying to work on, but like oh, seeing really beautiful like animated scenes where they can like really bring that energy in. There's a for, I'm going to take a step to the side for two seconds to talk about One Punch Man. There's a scene where he, he gets shot to the moon, right? And in oh, the yeah. manga, he had to like, they had like thought bubbles for him to think about like, okay, like in order for me to get back to Earth or whatever, he has to, you know, consider the, the you know, his jump and whatever and the trajectories and how moon's gravity works going back to Earth. But instead, he just picks up a rock on the moon and kind of like gently tosses it. And you can see the gears moving in his head and then oh, he yeah. like shoots back. I thought that was a really great like animation moment in terms of like, yeah, they didn't really like stick to the manga directly, but they they used the opportunities they had for it. And it was amazing. So I was like, ah, I love this stuff. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> no, 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 it's absolutely fine. Everything about Iron Blooded Orphans has like a couple of problems. Like I think the the pacing in the second season is a little bit wobbly at times. And like it happens. If you're not kind of bought into reading the shit that happens to the characters in the back half as like, you know, like some kind of commentary or saying something, I think it can be kind of unsatisfying. And I think that it is as far as I can tell, the second season is quite divisive, but I really fucking like it. Hey, if it makes you happy, that's all that matters. <laughs> I think that's everything I have to say about Iron Blooded Orphans, but there are so many of these fucking series. Oh, yeah. And I can continue to yell. Continue. I'm here for it. As the one that I like weirdly have more thoughts about than Iron Blooded Orphans uh, is the critically acclaimed 2003 anime series Gundam Seed. Like seed, like a like a plant seed. Like a plant seed, yeah. Ooh. I I am being facetious when I say critically acclaimed. This is one of the most hated and most divisive series. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> My brain's. I don't know anything about Gundam. I know very little about Gundam. So I was just like, okay, okay, I'm here for it. Like, oh wait, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I re I realized that you may not have that context. And I had to fucking circle back around. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, Gundam Seed is like, it's so fascinating because it's it's 50 episodes of a kind of shitty remake of the original Gundam, but with oh no. a truly awful brain-dead commentary about genetic modification. Ugh. And that, that commentary all basically boils down to like, isn't it kind of fucked up that you could give someone an advantage in life? Uh, and there's absolutely nothing about, like, you know, how would genetic modification affect, like, people with disabilities or anything like that? How would it affect, like, eugenicists trying to get rid of, like, queer people through that kind of method? Uh, there's nothing about it. It's, it's awful. Yikes. But then, but then, this is what fucks me up. Mm -hmm. 
there was a sequel series. There's, a, there's the 50 episodes of Gundam Seed, and then there is another 50 episode series, Gundam Seed Destiny. They could have called it Gundam Sprout. <laughs> oh my god. They missed an opportunity. <laughs> they they are fools. They should hire you to work on Gundam. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> no worries. Uh, it's a, so Gundam Seed Destiny. It's a, as far as I can tell, same animation team, probably a lot of the same creative team. The first 28 episodes are unironically really fucking great. Mm-hmm. It is like it ditches a lot of the really uh, dumb genetic modification stuff. Ah, they learn, and it mostly focuses on telling a like on the ground war story uh, with like actual Ooh. actual relevant political commentary from the time. Okay, okay. One one of my favorite moments from um, uh, Seed Destiny is um, so there there is this character in Gundam Seed. And her name is Lacus Klein. And she mm-hmm. is this like space pop princess idol. I love to hear it. She her, her whole thing is that she kind of sings about peace and love and kind of brings people together and kind of advocates against war and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop one of her songs in that chat. And that's that's kind of the song that the show always comes back to during like really poignant moments. Well, quote unquote poignant. It's usually pretty stupid, but you know. <laughs> I tried, but then you come around to Gundam Seed Destiny, uh, and she she kind of has fucked off to go and live as a hermit with her boyfriend. Good for but her. The, the government of uh, the space stations, the plants where she lived, um. They decide, you know what, she was really popular and we could get a lot of political capital by using her power. So they hire a body double of Lacus called Mia Campbell to kind of pretend to be her. Eesh. And what they they get her to like tour military bases during the war in Gundam Sea Destiny. Uh, and what they have her sing is this song, which is a kind of shitty techno pop remix of uh, Lacus's peace song and she's like touring military bases playing to the troops TM this like way way shittier like pop version and this is like this is happening during like the war in Iraq when it was very common for um, bands to be like going around and playing military bases in the Middle East yeah and it's like oh my god they're actually they're doing commentary they they that. took a thing from the original Gundam seed that was kind of dumb, and like actually turned it into a very poignant thing about like the the rhetoric of peace being twisted to justify wars. Yeah, that's uh, that, nutty. It's not. Ooh. There's a lot of people who hate Mia Campbell and think she's kind of a pointless character. They're idiots. Mia Campbell is one of the most interesting characters in Gundam Seed. <laughs> and in this essay I will <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is my trick I, I like Iron Blooded Orphans but I want to come, come on here to yell at the world about how Mia Campbell is interesting actually I love to hear this this is giving me ideas the problem mm. is oh no uh, I said the, the first 28 episodes of Gundam Sea Destiny unironically great that show has a 50 episode run <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that show, I, 
genuinely the only way that i can rationalize what happened in my brain is that the creative team must have gotten sacked because they were make they were doing commentary too good like oh they, no around the midpoint of the of the show like one of the there's like a, a main a main character who kind of all the protagonists report to who starts saying well you know the real problem that's causing all these wars is the military industrial complex uh which is funding this extremist group in one of the other governments that's kind of uh keeps keeps committing these horrible uh nuclear atrocities to set off wars between us it's not our fault it's their fault exactly and and i know this, as soon as they start saying hey maybe the military industrial complex is bad uh it kind of feels like the writers all got shuffled out mm-hmm. because what something very strange happens so Gundam Seed, one of, one of the main issues I have with it is the protagonist, uh, Kira Yamato, who is this kind of extremely, extremely condescending, very uh, sanctimonious, like, pacifist character who believes that all violence, no matter, no matter whether it is like, you know, just person to person or like an oppressed group fighting against their oppressor, it's all mm-hmm. completely unjustifiable and you should never do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the way that Gundam Seed goes, um, it basically completely endorses his worldview and makes him write about everything all the time. But then, Seed Destiny comes to the comes to the rescue again, uh, and casts yeah. Kira as the antagonist of the first half. Look at them go! Like they they switch focus to a new character, a new protagonist called uh, Shin Asuka. And Shin's backstory is that he lived in a pacifist country. Uh, that got invaded and steamrolled because they refused to um, acquiesce to like uh, warmongering countries' demands, and like obviously that makes sense, but it it questions the idea that like no violence is ever justified, or at the very least that it's always the right path, considering that it had like it had horrible consequences for Shin because he lost his home and his family was killed. Yeah, and so the show is actually starting to like question these things, especially when. The, the war in Sea Destiny breaks out and like confrontations keep getting fucked up because Kira will like fly in in his Gundam and start mm-hmm. yelling at people to stop fighting and just like shoot randomly at people, whoever moves basically. Ayo. And eventually uh, Shin kills him, kicks him into the ocean, uh, overloads the nuclear reactor in his Gundam and it explodes. Ayo. Because because Kira kept fucking sticking his dick into situations and making them significantly worse with his sanctimonious worldview. Hey, someone's got to do it, I guess. <laughs> someone's someone's got to do it, and I was I was extremely happy when it occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is after the writing staff. I again, I don't actually know if this happened, but I have. I, this is what I assume happened. Mm-hmm. The writing staff got shuffled off. Uh, the people who came in. Well, like, you know who is a great protagonist? You know who, sh- who, who we should bring back? Kira oh, Yamato. No! no! <laughs> so, Shin gets shuffled off to the side and becomes, like, not even the main antagonist. He becomes, like, a side antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kira comes back to being, like, the main character. And the God show, like, completely it. abandons any questioning of his ideology that was going on in this first half. And goes back to just kind of uncritically being like, no, this is this is good and right. Kira should stop anybody anybody from trying to do violence at any time, no matter the reason. 
Oh no. <laughs> it's it's deeply painful. The show the show was it was getting there. It was saying something. It was good for a while and then it just all went to shit. Oh. I I'm now very curious. It's probably one of those things where they they it was probably super hush hush however this happened. I would but, imagine so. Uh I from my vague understanding of how the Gundam writing team works, I think you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't even have like a vague understanding, so what what makes you say that? Oh, like uh like your guess as to why. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. But yeah, this this is why like Gundam Seed is this like incredibly fascinating conundrum to me. Mm-hmm. Because there is this like genuinely interesting and insightful show buried under layers and layers of shitty mid-2000s anime. (laughs) I do miss that shitty mid-2000s anime style, like, nostalgically. Oh, definitely. But, uh, I think, what was it? Somebody said somewhere about Dragon Ball, where it's like, Dragon Ball's one of those things where if you weren't there for it in the beginning, you're just not gonna get into it now. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Just because of like the style and how the show's written, and you know, honestly, I feel like I feel like that that's true, but I yeah, still I miss can, it. I definitely see it. <laughs> yeah, Bring I can, it I back can confirm I have absolutely no desire to get into Dragon Ball. Nope, I get I have a that's the hyperfixation. I have that in real life in my household that I live in all the time, and that's the only reason I know anything about Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, is there anything that you wanted to touch on? Anything else you wanted to touch on with uh, the Seed Destiny? Uh, I mean, the, the last thing was just... It, it's sad that, Se- that Seed gets kind of written off by like the majority of Gundam fans. Because I can Damn. see why, because so much of it is bad and stupid. Mm-hmm. And I just... St- stuff like the, the military-based commentary... It's like there's there's good stuff in here. Hmm. This isn't a comedy. This is a tragedy. It's upsetting. <laughs> I do have a question for you. Hit me. So, uh, here at Moonshot, um, in the in the previous times with uh, Interstitial season three, there was a specific. I, if I'm understanding this correctly, he's a Gundam character. Um, Char Aznable. I only know him as is it I don't even know if is it Char Aznable? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh yeah, basically. It's Char Aznable, yeah. Okay. Um I'm very curious about this man. Ooh, <laughs> I know nothing yeah. about him. <laughs> I, I I can I can talk I can talk about Shah. Absolutely if you want to, I would be I would be quite interested. <laughs> yeah, so Shah is um he's a really interesting character from the original Gundam anime from uh, nineteen seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his his whole deal is that he is this like cool super competent enemy officer uh with like he's got a cool mask and every mobile suit that he pilots is like painted red so he has the nickname the red comet i love that which is just it's so it's so cool uh, and it's made even cooler by the fact that like shah secretly has his own agenda he's of like course. He's working his way up through the ranks of uh, Zeon, the enemy faction, uh, to like get revenge, like long, long con count of Monte Cristo revenge 
for some shit they did to him when he was a kid. Ayo. Hey, for trauma. <laughs> it's it's so funny because he is absolutely like the most iconic character from that original series, like way more so than Amaro, the actual protagonist. I'm gonna look him up. I wanna <laughs> see what he looks like. Show me the boy. Ah, oh, he look he he looks like a boy. Look at him he go. Is a boy. He's only like nineteen. He's nineteen. He's got the he's got the hair. I love the art style of G original Gundam. The original Gundam is it's very funny because like it was obviously being produced on a budget of like fifty cents, <laughs> but the visual a lot of the visual design holds up so well. Mm -hmm. But I, actually, one of the other interesting things about Shah is that because he's so iconic. A, he continues to show up in the Universal Century timeline long after the original uh, Gundam anime ends. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, he is one of the, like, constants that you get running throughout other Gundam timelines. So in almost every iteration of Gundam, there will be, like, a masked character with a mysterious agenda. I'd love to hear it. Like, uh, I Am Blooded Orphans has a Montog. Who is this like um I won't I won't say a lot about it because he's kind of someone that you know already when you get to him. Mm -hmm. But he's he's very cool. I love Montog. I, I Montog did nothing wrong. Asterisk Montog did several things wrong. <laughs> uh Gun Gundam Seed Gundam Seed is interesting because it's got like two Shahs. It's got um uh oh, what the what's the fuck is his name? Uh La Crusade in Gundam Seed, who is just like, he's kind of shot without any of the pathos or anything that makes him interesting. Yeah. His his backstory is like that he's mad that cloning exists, question mark, so he's going to kill all humans. That tracks, by, I guess. By building a big space gun that makes people explode into blood. Yo. <laughs> uh, and then Gundam Seed Destiny has uh, Neo Roanoke. Which is a cool name for a character who doesn't actually do a lot. Yeah. The funniest um, example of a Shah clone, I think, is from uh, Gundam 00, which is a seed that otherwise I have nothing to say about because it is so fucking dull. Oh no. But Gundam 00 was like the, the anime that came after Seed, which was kind of set, set off in its own uh, distinct timeline. Uh, and it has the funniest like american caricature as um as a shark clone like he's this pilot who um like takes a load of l's in season one of double o and he comes back in season two yelling about like restoring his honor and he mm -hmm. is this like the shitty blonde american pilot and what he does is he starts wearing like a samurai mask that he got from a mall and calling himself Mr. Bushido. Yeah. And it's just... It feels oh, like such a point of deliberate parody of just, like, an American mole ninja. Oh my god. It's, it's one of the only things that I really love about Double O. It's a good thing to love. <laughs> I've, I've fell down the rabbit hole of looking at screenshots and art of Mr. Asnable. I'll need to provide you with uh, the, the premier piece of Shah Aznable content. Please do, because... As soon as my browser stops freezing. Ah. Very beautiful man. 
Very beautiful. I, you know what? I, this just gave me an idea for a stream oh. where, um, I pull from every episode of Hyperfix. If there's a, a simple character, I want to make like, I want to pull them and make a tier <laughs> list. <laughs> Here is uh, everything that you need to understand Shah Raznable in a, a single succinct video. Oh, I get to see multiple frames a second. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my for, for the listeners, this is uh, the McDonald's Japan commercial for the Shah Aznable burger. Where they have Fully animated Shah, voiced by the original voice actor from 79, <laughs> advertising a bun, a, a burger with the bun has been dry, dyed red. So it's a red comet burger. I need, I need, thank you. I, I need, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I want McDonald's. <laughs> This is not an advertisement. I'm just hungry. <laughs> this is the Gundam advert has worked on you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was it? There was a commercial, like an Attack on Titan, like Toyota or something commercial where the what car the was fuck? like out. <laughs> yeah. When uh, Attack on Titan came out, there was a, it was like Titans were trying to like catch this car, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> I wanted to buy the car. I guess anime fans are susceptible to advertisements. I, I have no I have idea what you're talking about. I say as I look over the shelves and shelves of robots. <laughs> Let's see. AOT car commercial. I'm just going to just... We don't have to watch this right now. This is just for later. I believe I, this is the commercial, at least. It's Subaru. Yeah, that, Subaru. It's... It's a CGI Titan as well. It looks very strange. It does. Um, I didn't even see this full version of it. I just saw like the shortened commercial of it, I think on like Facebook or something. But it's in my head nonetheless. And if, uh, uh, what you miss out in the full version of the commercial is, of course, to keep in, in the spirit of the original Attack on Titan manga. Uh, you get to the end and then the actor in the car looks very seriously into the camera and says some Nazi dog whistles. Wait a minute. What? Oh, I haven't seen all of Attack on Titan, so that went right over my head. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry to have to be the one to break this to you, but the, the author is very fash, and the themes of the work end up being very fash. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of I, I kind of picked up on that, but also, like... Uh... No, trust me, it goes beyond, like, basic military, just, like, military good. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this to you're, you. No, you didn't do this to me. The author did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for educating me. <laughs> um. So yes, anime, com anime commercials. <laughs> anime commercials. So Shar Aznables is a, is a beautiful man, um, but is there anybody in the Gundam series uh, that 
you find to be particularly simple for, for whatever reason. If you want to share, if you don't, that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, I this this is even staying in um, the the Shah Aznable vein. Let me just <laughs> do, 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 do. a few a few steps to the left in the Shah Aznable family tree. Absolutely. Fucking Firefox. I haven't used Firefox in like seven years. I will not. I will not yell about browsers. Oh, you yell but, about uh, whatever you want. This this is the Shark clone from uh, the new Gundam series, the one that's airing right now, uh, Witch from Mercury. Uh, so this is a uh, proper Mercury. Ooh, she looks like she would step on me. Yes, uh, we, we <laughs> Shah has unlocked the new form, uh, uh, lady with a cool robot arm and a robot mask, who is extremely evil and manipulates people as easily as she breathes. Look at her go, girl boss, get keep gaslight girl boss. She literally gaslights her daughter on screen several times. Oh, she that's is a- she is absolutely doing the ga- gaslight gate keep girl boss thing unironically. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I feel the need to clarify that I don't. I don't condone it. But I, I also, also it's hard do not condone it. However, she is hot. It's hard to not simp for the villain. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 part of Gundam is she from again, Lady? Which from your which from your Mercury? Uh, yeah, the new show, which from Mercury, which is like. It's very strange compared to all the other ones I've seen, uh, which were mostly about uh, child soldiers uh, killing each other with robots. Uh, which from Mercury is mostly set in like, uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. You know, of course, I know you, you know, you know. Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh. of course, I know Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Who, who I think I'm talking to here? <laughs> uh, what if, what if Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, but uh, people had Gundams? Uh, and the instead of dueling with children's trading cards, uh, they uh, smashed each other around with robots until a winner was declared. I love to hear it. Uh, um, they they are all they are all fighting for the hand of uh, the like the 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 leader of the school's uh, daughter, uh, and okay. the the protagonist Suleta Mercury. Uh, in the first episode, uh, trips ass backwards into winning a duel and becoming that girl's fiance. Look at him go! <laughs> it's it's very good. I love to hear. It. I love it. <laughs> Look at that's a dub. <laughs> it's 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 a huge dub. I love Suleta. She is just like this ball of anxiety. No, me too. <laughs> exactly. Is she she just like me for real? For real, I say as I watch her stumble from one social disaster to the next. I just give me more of them cringe, awkward, gawky characters. I need to feel like I'm in the show. In the in the space of like the nine episodes that are out, she has managed to accidentally get engaged to uh, her mother's worst enemy's daughter. Oh no. Uh she uh accident without meaning to also accidentally uh got uh one of one of her new friends sent to the fucking shadow realm. Oh no. <laughs> uh and became the vice president of an illegal medically dubious arms company because she got too chatty at dinner party. Um 
oh it's, trust me when i say that it makes more sense in context i i it's it's still good out of context oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like a clickbait that's my favorite brand of clickbait where it's <laughs> these are all things that did happen oh yeah which, goodness which gracious is pretty good so far it's like if you if you were curious about Gundam and wanted to jump in somewhere, uh, it's it's not in the Universal Century or any previous timeline, uh, so you can just mm-hmm. jump straight into it. Heck yeah! Although I do have a long a long running conspiracy theory that it's in the same timeline as Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> and in this video essay, I will. <laughs> I <laughs> I've considered it. I've genuinely sat down and wondered if I should do that. I if hey if you needed that encouragement I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you. Cuz I've had this I've had the same when Chainsaw Man anime came out I sat there and I was like if I'm going to do it this is the time for me to do it if I need to put my 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 red string across the walls and like point out all the things about everything this is the time but I, but I also was like mm, I don't have the spoons for this. <laughs> oh god, yeah, no. Real I I settled for making an unhinged Twitter thread about it and called it a day. I, that works for me. <laughs> it does. The, the problem with it, with talking about any of why I think this is a thing, is that it involves getting into specifics about late season two I Am Little Orphans. <laughs> which is the end of that show. So many spoilers, so little time. Exactly. But yeah, Wish for Mercury is cool and mostly seems to just be people dueling in Gundam Yu Gi Oh! GX. I need art of this. <laughs> oh wait, actually, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This is one of the great, the greatest videos that has ever been posted on the internet. I'm clicking on it. I'm perceiving it. Look at the baby. <laughs> so this is the uh, from at Hi Mitsumine on on Twitter, uh, which is. Uh, a a fan opening for G-Witch, which is just the English dub opening for Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Oh, that was adorable. It's so it's so good. I love it. The animation is beautiful. It is. It's it's a really good looking show. It doesn't quite have the same um like weight and power to the mechs that like IBO has. Yeah. But it is it is still just like a fantastic looking show. Mm-hmm. And just I I, 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 love, I love Witch from Mercury. I hope I hope that things turn out okay for Saletta, but also I saw what happened to the last lot of kids that I hope that things would turn out okay for. <laughs> I hope they'd come out of this unscathed. That 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 statement could be applied to pretty much any Gundam anime. <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> And then for me with Chainsaw Man, it's like, ah, oh, I hope nobody dies this chapter. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only, uh, I didn't read the manga. I'm just getting caught with the anime now. Gotcha. And, uh, fucking hell. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've. No, that, that's a good point of reference. Uh, Prospero Mercury's vibes are very in the same vein as Makima. Ah, uh, <laughs> yep. That tracks. That tracks. That tracks. That tracks. Oh man, it's uh, hold on. I gotta re realign my brain because it's almost ran off on the ch- chainsaw man direction. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I can't get back over here. <laughs> Relaxed. <laughs> um, you got this. Let's see. 
I got this. So, Gundams, uh, you are currently watching a particular timeline with your friend Erica. Did you watch that entire timeline with her, or are you still working on that? We're, we're getting through it very slowly because we're both very disorganized. It happens. We finished. Um, we finished the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, we're now like a couple of episodes into Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Nice. Which is like a direct sequel. And then from there, off the top of my head, it's Mobile Suit Double Zeta Gundam. Then uh, the movie Mobile Suit Gundam Shah's Counterattack. And then there's probably a bunch of OVAs that I'm forgetting here, but then I think it's uh, Gundam Unicorn, which is from like 2010. It's like the, the next big thing. And then a bunch of other shit. It's like, it's it's 40 years worth of bullshit. I feel you. Um, I just remembered. <gasps> baby? There is a baby. I think it's my neighbor's dog. Uh, she's a Dalmatian. Uh, she's very sweet. Oh! <laughs> Babies. Um, so my, my best friend, Jakey, who has been on my show season one and season two the cosmere episode oh yeah so jakey um also loves gundams and i'm ashamed that it took me almost an hour to mention that um (laughs) but jakey has has uh shared with me some gundam knowledge and one of them is from uh mobile suit gundam double zeta Uh is that how you pronounce it yeah um I could not remember the name of the guy, so I was like, mm, let me Google Marshmallow <laughs> Gundam and see what comes up. <laughs> and it was Mashmir. Mashmir. Oh. Mashmir. Mash- Am I pronouncing this correctly? <laughs> I have no, I haven't seen Double Zeta. I'm as in the dark as you are. No. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would argue that he has a bit of that, that Char Aznable energy. Jakey? He's very. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, you're not talking about the marshmallow Gundam. I was uh, this 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 fellow right here. Um. Oh, this is a dubious little creature. I, if I remember correctly, he's a simp. <laughs> I remember if I remember, and Jakey's gonna text me when this episode comes out and be li- either like, "Yes, absolutely, that's a simp," or it would be like, "No, that's not, you're incorrect." <laughs> <laughs> but um. He was known for his intense devotion to Hammond. No, I think you're right. Ah, uh, yes. This is the simp that I, I was like, I, I know nothing about this, but I do know that I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get to this, when you get to this fellow, let me know. I will. I will. I will let you know the degree of simping that he does. I will. Thank you. <laughs> I think I, uh, I think I tried starting to watch it, but I had a very, uh, a very correct means of viewing it, and then lost those very correct means of viewing it. Oh, I see. Very, very yes. legitimate, very legal. Yes, 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 yes. I think I may have already asked this question, but so in your pro- progress of watching with Erica, where are you at right now? Uh, so just a couple of episodes into Double Zeta currently. <gasps> oh, so you're there. Sorry, no, okay. Zeta, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just Zeta. <laughs> cool. Is that? I don't even know if that's before or after Double Zeta, or before before, before Double Zeta. I think I it know. goes Zeta then Double Zeta. Okay, cool. So, if you needed any motivation, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Tell me about the simp. <laughs> that that is ample motivation for me. 
Hell yeah. And then season three, you'll come back on. We'll talk about more Gundam stuff. And then you'll be like, ah, yes, the simp. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then anyone listening will have to go back for the lore. Yes. That's something I didn't consider with season two, where it's just like, oh, yes, this is the thing we talked about previously. And they're like, oh, shit, I gotta go listen to that. <laughs> Four hours later. <laughs> Although this is good. This is how you you keep that hashtag engagement going. Hashtag engagement, like and subscribe, baby. Hit that notification bell. <laughs> it's um, horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> Let's see. So... My timer says we're at about 48 minutes, but of course I'm in charge and I do whatever I want. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover uh, uh, on today's episode? I just realized that I talked about Gundam and almost zero about Gunpla. Oh, talk about the Gunpla. So I I could very, very quickly um, go over like just what the different grades are and what like their deal is. Please do. So the way that um, Gunpla works is that... Uh, it's a bunch of different types of models, all split into different uh, grades. So I've I've provided pictures of my own uh, shitty Gumpler collection. So there's... Show me. The first is a uh, high grade, which I like. These are kind of pretty cool, pretty poseable little toys. They usually look pretty, uh, like, anime accurate. So this is uh, the... The Gundam 00 from Gundam 00. I don't know why the picture quality is so bad. I can't tell if that's just on my end. No, it looks good to me. Okay, that's good. Uh, And then uh, at the same same scale, which is like a 1 to 144th scale, uh, Mm -hmm. there is real grade, which are like uh, kind of heavily redesigned versions of the Gundams that are designed to look like, what if you engineered this thing to exist in real life? So they're like... That's cool much more detailed uh, and kind of covered with much more like cool mechanical parts uh, and also uh, come with like huge sheets of uh, water slide decals which I spend fucking weeks of my life applying because I like suffering (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful so that's uh, that's the the real grade new Gundam from uh, the Universal Century uh, and then there's Master Grade, which are, these are bigger. These are like uh, one one hundred scale, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like they're kind of like kind of a sized up real grade. Basically, it's just it's got the same extra detail, but it's bigger and sturdier. And if you drop it off a shelf a few minutes before you start recording with Roma, uh, it will ah! hold together surprisingly well, and only a few bits will Hell pop yeah. off. So this is like the uh, the Master Grade Barbatos. From Iron Blooded Orphans, and should also be. Did I remember to put the size comparison picture in here? I did not. I mean, I see a couple of the the other ones in the back that are looking mighty small. They're very, they're very small compared to like a big old Master Grade. Uh, there is also Perfect Grade, which is like I don't have any of those because they're really fucking expensive. They are Valid. like one sixtieth scale and come with like uh, built in. Uh, LEDs. Oh so my you can gosh! Make it kind of light up and do all the cool things. Uh, and then there is like one of the uh, newest grades of Gumpler, uh, which is entry grade, which are really really cool because they are like 
the same size and level of detail as a high grade. So this is this is the strike from uh, Gundam Seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are made of this really cool plastic where you can just pop it straight off the runner without using like any tools or anything like that. Okay, okay. So you, if you are like curious about uh, building Gunpla, you can just buy one of those kits. Uh, you don't need to buy any extra shit. And you just pop it off the runner and put together a little robot to see if you enjoy it. So that is something that it did not occur to me. Because most of the time when I buy figures of any kind, there's like very minimal setup for mm-hmm. them. Um, and so I figured, you know, like Gumplas are probably, you know, like mo- a little more complicated and you have to put a little more pieces together. But it didn't occur to me you needed tools. <laughs> oh, no, you need like they, they come on like sprues. And like a, a million tiny little pieces, so you oh, need like uh, you usually need like a nipper to cut them off the runner, and then like a hobby knife to like clean up nub marks, and then like sanding down bits to make them look nice, and then water slide decals if you want to like add little um, little symbols and details and stuff. Oh my goodness gracious! And I I like throwing paint on mine. I like just adding little details in paint, like um, the pipes on the Barbatos's arm that you can see. Uh, aren't silver on the original i i decided to paint them because i thought they'd look nicer i love that that is so cool it's just it's one of the things that i really really appreciate about gumpler is that nine times out of ten you'll like take the thing out of the box and you'll get a cool little robot out of it uh but like if you want to put in some extra time into making it look even nicer or just adding little details you can and it will really pop that's so cool. It's just it's a very cool and very satisfying like model making hobby. Uh before we record like when you first asked to come on the show to talk about uh Gundams, I remember and we like scheduled everything out yeah. and had had everything planned. Um I guess the universe was listening and by the universe I mean probably Google <laughs> and decided to put a very specific kind of gunpla in my eye view oh and um i wanted to ask you about it uh if you know about it but i put a link in um it's where this one specifically for listeners at home it's a the the article is called japanese idol creates kawaii gunpla the world's cutest gundam model oh my god and they're all like magical girlified and like rhinestones and frills and lace and <laughs> pearls oh i love these and i i love them so much <laughs> oh the first one is babatos as well oh that looks so cool they're just absolutely gorgeous, and so uh, I wasn't sure how much, like, so I see a lot of people are trying to keep it relatively, like, you know, like, to the original, to source material, yeah. is, I guess, the word I'm looking for, but I, I love to see uh, this this baby girlified <laughs> <laughs> version of things, but I just wasn't sure, uh, you know, how, how much you knew or have seen of this this department of Gunpla. Yeah, so I, I the... People do like insane shit with Gunpla, like in terms of just like repainting them and doing like huge conversions on them. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find the video off the top of my head, but I know that um someone basically ripped apart that Master Grade Barbatos that I posted a picture of, uh 3D printed extra parts for it, repainted it, and turned it into a um like a one one hundred scale aerial, which is the uh new Witch from Mercury Gundam. It looks, it looks fucking incredible. Let me see if I can find this because it's really cool. 
while you're looking for that, um, I'd also like to share, uh, I, I didn't get to do it while I was in Ohio. And so I do need to get with uncle Sterling and record this and hi, uncle Sterling, if you're listening, <laughs> um, my, my partner's uncle, uh, he has a basement, which is, I'm in Florida and we don't have basements. So there's too much limestone. So when also there water. are basements, also water, um, so we went down to his basement and got to see his whole collection of collectibles. And it's not just like, you know, your anime figurines. It's like Marvel. It's He-Man. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, DC and an entire wall of Transformers. <laughs> entire wall. It's insane. So cool. Just been collecting them for like most of his adult life. And... um I know that Transformers and Gundams are obviously not the same thing. One uh-huh. is one is cars and vehicles and one is not. But, you know, it's still I feel like they have some uh, relationship in the sense of the gunpla department. They do. I, they do I think in that they are both like uh, a franchise where you sell robot toys to children and you make a cartoon whose ultimate purpose, no matter what other cool thematic stuff it's doing, is to make the uh, the robots look cool so that you can sell them to children. <laughs> absolutely and adults and um also true the the he he does a lot of the same things with his transformers where like they'll come in and then he can buy like third party uh decals to put on them like maybe the there's an actual driver on the inside of the truck in his chest or something uh stuff like that or uh to make it look a little more realistic with like battle damage and so i was just like oh like a lot of things are now starting to click in my little noggin uh, between the Gundams and and looking at Uncle Sterling's <laughs> Transformers collection, <laughs> yeah, I've I've tried to dip my toe into doing a couple of like big full repaints, uh, but I have only done them on entry grades because they are the cheapest ones, and I don't want to risk doing that on anything that costs me more than like fifteen pounds. You're valid. <laughs> so, what is your next? purchase you think like do you have like a a a gunpla that you're looking at buying and like you know saving up for or is there like a dream one that you would really really like i i and so the thing is that i if you can't tell from my my accent i have the horrible curse of british uh, i oh no <laughs> i live in the uk and that means gunpla is pretty available in america i think you can buy it in like some walmarts uh not so in the uk so like shit trickles over here like months after it's released so at the minute my my whole deal is uh trying my best to import some of the gundams from witch from mercury oh my goodness i I desperately want to get my hands on the main one ariel let me get get a picture of ariel yeah while you're grabbing that i'm now i'm thinking about it i'm like there's a the um the Jeopardy music's playing, and I'm like, I don't think I've seen Gunpla gun in Walmart, but I also haven't, like, sought it out. So I'm uh-huh. going to have to ask Jakey about that. But I know that they're uh, usually available at, like, cons from, like, conventions from certain vendors. And uh, I'm lucky enough to have an actual anime store in my town. Oh, wow. And so I know they have some, but it's we usually have to ask the guy at the counter of, like, hey, could you? could you order this and for me it's usually like hey could you please get me this very specific one piece figurine (laughs) um but i know that he uh 
he like orders a lot of stuff straight from Japan. But I didn't think about that uh, in terms of like the UK of availability for stuff like that. Uh, is this is this video this fucking image? Wow, that's a beautiful. Okay, guys, loaded. Oh yeah, it's it's so cool. I love I love the blue. I love the um, like the bunny ears that it's got. A very yeah. unique. I like how clean. I wish I could see the other side of the shield because that's one thing that I've noticed with some of the gun plus that I've seen, where you could still kind of see like the the manufactured side of it. I guess. Oh, one that's... Of the, it's funny that you should mention that. One of the absolutely fucking sick things about Ariel's shield. Uh, is that it can uh, break apart into uh, multiple smaller units, uh, which can either attach to like the rest of Ariel's body to like make a like more armored mode, uh, or you can uh, get like this extra stand which like holds them up, uh, so you can replicate the thing from the anime that they do, which is they float around as like individual drones and can like move around and fire lasers at enemies. Like that is so cool. of weapons. Ah, big robots doing big robot things. Ariel is so fucking sick. I love that robot. Uh-huh. Is it like Ariel, like as in like Ariel plane, like flying and stuff? As like in, a uh, a e r i a l. Okay. Disney brain rot says it's like the mermaid. <laughs> Actually, uh, very very fun thing about uh, which from mercury that a couple of people have picked up on is that it's got like uh weird resonances with um uh the shakespeare play the tempest because um yeah the 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 lady uh, lady prospera the, the shark clone like her name is very close to prospero the magician from that play who was like uh cast down from power and forced to flee with uh his daughter to a remote a remote island with his like fairy assistant Ariel, uh, and Lady Prospera was a scientist who got kicked out of her uh, research job in like a horrible fucking massacre. Ended up fleeing with her young daughter and her assistant, a Gundam Ariel. So there is like there's there's weird weird little re- resonances there that I'm not entirely sure where the show is going with, but uh, cool. That just made my whole brain question. I don't. I know nothing about the Tempest, <laughs> so I did a very quick Google search, and apparently that is a thing with the Little Mermaid and the Tempest. And I did not know that. Oh, is this? Is I I don't know anything about the Little Mermaid. So this is um, the Venn diagrams converging. Ariel was also the name of one of the spirits in William Shakespeare's The Tempest, although interestingly the character is male, and Ariel is also the name of one of Uranus's moons. The moon was named after the Shakespeare character, not the mermaid, but that's still bragging right that Ariel has over (laughs) any other Disney prince. Okay, so it's not as much as I thought. Maybe not. Never mind. (laughs) My Google search was was a bust. (laughs) But hey, I can dream. You can you you can dream that they'll put that that fucking mermaid in the robot anime so that it can get killed horribly in a way that underscores the horror of war. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> um. Ah. Oh. So let's see. Oh, my brain is so full. My body it glows. I have learned. I'm so glad. Um, so now, 
if I for so for little old me who knows little little whole lot of nothing about Gundam mm-hmm. and probably listeners too. Uh, what, so you said that the the witch from Mer- Mercury is probably a really good entry point. I'd say so for yeah. us. Okay, and um, is there like a and you said which kind of gunpla would be great for a first timer to to start messing around with? Uh, entry grade. Entry grade. Yeah. Beautiful. Need to get me a little one of those and cover it in rhinestones. <laughs> you can also the jump in with it. iron-blooded orphans, which is kind of what I did. Uh, but the the problem that you have then is that you run out of iron-blooded orphans to watch. Oh no. <laughs> It's of limited supply. <laughs> well, we'll watch the Witch from Mercury, and then while waiting for the episodes to release, we'll watch Iron Blooded Origins. Exactly, exactly. And then that'll last us the longest <laughs> as we wait for our next fix. Um. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you for being on my show today. <laughs> thank you for letting me come on the show and excise all these fucking brainworms I've built up over the last nine months. I also love that you say brainworms because <laughs> uh I well I usually use brainworms in regards to like uh like word I guess stems you could say like for example uh what's a good example I'm losing all of them but you know like a uh, something happens and it activates you to say like a phrase like sort of deal. or something like ayo and then everyone else around you starts saying ayo and it's like haha you got my brainworms <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you you said that so much in the Umineko episode with Jacqueline that I ended up saying it a couple of times in real and then not realizing a few days later why I'd started doing that. I got you! <laughs> you got the brainworms! <laughs> you got me. This is my revenge. Oh, That's been the long con this entire time. This is, I'm, I'm removing my Shala mask <laughs> and revealing. I got got. <laughs> oh. I'm not mad about it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you now. I'm super into Gundam. (laughs) Ah, shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm sweating. This is so good. (laughs) Gotta close out my hundreds of tabs. Um, Let's see. Is there anything that you'd like to... uh, Anything else you'd like to say or mention before we, we, we tie all this up? I... Nope, I think... That is everything that I wanted to say. Beautiful. Um, I will like to mention, I for people who listen regularly, uh, you know, I think uh, Kingdom cuts them out normally. My cat usually likes to interrupt me mid-episode and be <laughs> like, hey, you're done. The episode's done. Hang out with me. He's no. been sleeping this whole time. It's adorable. He's sleeping in my laundry. Oh, that's a si- simultaneity. My dog is sleeping on my bed as I record this. Mm-hmm. He smells like laundry detergent. That's great. <laughs> Sweet. So let's see. I think. Are you ready to do plugs? I am. Hell yeah. You you are. Uh, you, you go first. Uh, yeah. If you uh, want to uh, listen to more of me screaming incoherently about uh, uh, media properties for children. Uh, you can check out uh, Unwise Girls uh, on most. It's it's on most major podcast things. I think uh, you can uh, go to Twitter at Unwise Girls. 
uh where there's just like uh links to like me and my co-host Jacqueline's like personal twitters if you want to keep up with us there and stuff like that uh and fuck Jacqueline usually does this bit in the episode so I'm I'm stumbling I'm confused I'm lost <laughs> you're allowed <laughs> you're free I'm like I'm fighting um, the urge to say to credit the person who does the cover art because I'm not <laughs> I'm doing the wrong thing. Well, I'm doing the thumbnail art, so you could credit. <laughs> there we go. Me. The beautiful cover art is done by Roma. Ayo, it's me, Romy. I think that's everything I have to plug. Heck yeah, it's my turn now. Yeah, you could find me on the internet, uh, yelling incoherently about a lot of things i was afk for a brief period uh it has nothing to do with this episode's release but i definitely fell into the Yu-Gi-Oh hole slash had the flu and died and now (laughs) i live (laughs) and um back better than ever baby uh you can find me at i appreciate your butt at the twitter.com that is i a p p r e c i the number eight b r or b u t t wait number You know how it is. You've been here for a while. Uh (laughs) Um, You can find this podcast as a whole at twitter.com forward slash the hyperfix pod, where I will do my best to only tweet when episodes come out and content related to the episodes or previous episodes. And uh, we also have a discord so you can get the link to the hyperfixation station discord um, in the show notes or on Twitter. Or if they don't work, you can ask me just message us directly or just tweet, say, hey, give me the damn link. And I'll be like, yeah, I got you. Um, And that's where a lot of the links and photos from the episode will be under the Gundam's Gunpla tab in the season two. Um, And you know what? All of us. Wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the Moonshot Network. And you can find them oh, yeah. at Moonshot Pods. Um, and they stream sometimes. Uh, a lot of us stream and do like charity streams and stuff at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network. Um, my intro and outro music is all thanks to Offuscate. That is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. Um, and they do amazing work. So if you need podcast music for your podcast, uh, reach out to them. They're on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Um, they gave me like five songs and said, would one of these work for your podcast? And I went, all of them do. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you don't do this for a living? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, and I think that's all of the plugs. I think that's it. I think we did the thing. We did it. We did it. Okay. Well, be safe. Don't die. And ba-doo. Bye. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jacqueline. What do you think the most significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is? Oh, definitely The Hunger Games. No, no, I mean like... Like uh, Twilight, Twilight. That's the best no, one. no, I'm talking about the Percy Jackson series by Riordan. Uh, I've not heard of those. If I wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those, what would you suggest? Well, I would recommend Unwise Girls, which you and I host... 
This is a podcast where we reread, analyze, and frequently joke about the books of the Rick Riordan verse, and we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s. And we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cishet, because Rick Riordan is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network.